podcast. My name is Matthew Cooper and I'm your host for today. And we are joined by three wonderful guests. We'll start with the main man himself, Dave as a party. Dave, how are you feeling? Happy to be back. Yeah, happy to be back. Looking forward to the season kicking off. Pre-season has gone far too quick. Um, but yeah, look, looking forward to it. Fingers crossed we can kick off with a win this weekend. And we're also joined by Finn. As Finn, I feel like I haven't seen you in, in years. How you been keeping, mate? I know, yeah, I'm all right. Glad to have you have you both back in, in one piece. Um, very <laughs> jealous that I missed out. But no, next year, we'll go. it'll be America soon, hopefully. We'll do it then. But yeah, no, yes, well, been, uh, I've missed you all. But yeah, I've good. missed I'm you too, good. mate. There's rumour they might be going to Korea next year, South Korea. Um, which I'm, 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 yeah, I don't think it's going to be north, mate. But <laughs> your uh, your missus won't let you go to Benidorm, would she? That was the one, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. the one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, <laughs> of course. And we're joined by George. George, how you doing, mate? I'm what? Right, thanks. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Looking forward to getting into this one. Uh, we're going to be talking about pre-season. We'll wrap it up. Who who impressed? Who didn't impress? Probably going to be discussing squad depth. We'll be looking forward to the new season. We'll be giving our predictions for the rest of the season. We'll be previewing the Leeds game. And, of course, we'll be answering your questions. Dave, four wins, two draws, two losses. That was pre-season for Wolves. Were you impressed on the whole? Yeah, I think the the games that we actually used our first team players and the players that I assume are going to be sort of in and around the starting squad uh, against Leeds, we did well in all of those games, didn't we? Really, the the games that we played. Obviously, we didn't see the the um, the Burnley and Forest Green games behind closed doors, uh, but the Alaves, Besiktas game, and even the the Sporting game to some extent. You know, we had impressive spells in, and interesting. Obviously, the Sporting game in particular, that starting eleven is pretty much what I would expect to start against Leeds on Saturday. And the fact there's obviously no Connor Cody in there is a little bit. Well, not a surprise, but it's uh, it'll cause a lot of uh, debate among not just Wolves fans, but uh, fans across the world, I'd assume. Um, but yeah, impressed. Obviously, the, the, on paper, there have been some losses, which, again, some opposition fans have looked at and laughed about. But if you actually look at the 11s that have played in there, um, then I think we've, we've done OK, considering. Um, I think <laughs> you could say for straightly for Bruno Large, those rotated 11s, no one's really stood out enough to say, oh, flipping heck, he might have a chance to break mm. into the team this year. I think the players that we expected to impress impressed and the players that should have done a little bit more didn't do enough. So I think the 11 has pretty much picked itself for Saturday. When you say it would make news around the world, are you expecting a lot of Fox News and CBS to be breaking towards <laughs> the starting lineup that Connor Cody's not been picked? No, but I think you know, fans of the Premier League fans, will, it will be a talking point. Not so much now, but I think in the next mm. couple of weeks when people have realised that Connor Cody's not playing for Wolves, it's going to be a shock and... Obviously, for him, I, I don't think he was it was an absolute cert to get into the World Cup squad. But I think if Gareth Southgate had to pick it before the season kicked off, he would have been in there. Um, so he's a little bit of a shock in there. And, you know, if, if he's a, such a big part of the, the Wolves squad. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see how he adjusts if he's not playing. Well, we'll come on to Cody in, in, in a bit more detail in a bit. But you know exactly what's going to happen, So We don't get results in the first three or four games because he's not featured. Oh, but you got to get Cody back in there. you got to go to the back five. But Finn, have you been impressed with, with the four? And is that something you wanted to see anyway? Yeah, definitely. I don't think it's going to be exclusively that for the season. Um, oh, sorry, it's a wife on the blink. Um, but, <laughs> just going uh, live to Finn. Know, yeah. Finn you know? <laughs> <laughs> I actually started halfway through your sentence then. But no. Yeah, um, crack on, mate. Uh, yeah, the four. <laughs> I think it's going to be a thing where we can use both, but I think they've got that five in the locker. They know it off by heart now, don't they? So we may as well use these games to to try something new, and it's looked good. Been a few shaky moments, 
um, especially more with the Cody and Bolly partnership in the two. I think they're used to the three a bit more. But I think with those players that we have got up front, there's been a lot of negatives around this preseason. But the, the shining positives are how those guys have linked up. So if you can get three of those creative boys on the pitch, um, then I think we have to find a way to be able to do that. And if we are going to concede a few more goals, then at least we might have a bit more fun, I suppose, this season. So I'm all for it. Jordan, are you an advocate of the back four? 100%, yeah. I think that it's got to a point where Bruno, you know, the season petered out with a whimper last year. He sort of got his hand forced into playing that back five and reverting back to the type of the, of the old Nuno system of old. And, you know, he's not getting backed. I think he's him and his backroom staff have just had a, a bit of an epiphany and a, and a chat before the season ago, you know what, if we're not going to get backed, we're going to go out swinging and go out our way and doing it. And um, it's been a breath of fresh air to watch for me um, during pre-seasons, especially going forward. I think, you know, Collins and Kilman as a centre-half pairing, you know, a young centre-half pairing, that, that could be our centre-half pairing for the next four or five years if you, if you look after them and keep them on top of the game. I just think, you know, what we've seen in pre-season, there's a lot there to build upon. You know, I know we're going to get into squad depth, all that sort of stuff in a bit, but actually looking at our first 11, 1 to 11, I'm, I'm as optimistic as ever that we can give anyone in this league, bar probably Man City and Liverpool, a, a good game. You know, yeah, I, I agree, mate. I think that that's starting 11. I think we might be one more signing away potentially in midfield, you know, from, from being a, a really, really good starting 11. But Dave, I, I had reservations about Kilman playing in the back four, and obviously Collins has played um, in the back four last season for Burnley, but if anything, it looks Kilman. It looks like Kilman's been the most assured out of them pair. I know Kil- um, Collins has looked a little bit nervy coming into a, a new club, but Kilman's taken to it like a duck to water, hasn't he? Yeah, and even you know, even the games where I really thought we'd be tested with Shiktas, um, Sporting, they've, we've coped really, really well. Um, been really impressed with you know how we've dealt with it. I think when those two have played together, there's full strength back four. Um, we've coped really well, and I thought there's going to be some serious teething issues here. Like we're going to see huge gaps in in, <clears throat> in between the centres, which we've seen a couple of times, but we've dealt with it and recovered really, really well. And we've got two really talented defenders there, like George said, that the club can rely on for a number of years now. But comfortable on the ball, comfortable in the way that Bruno Large wants to play, um, and it's the high line is going to be interesting. I think we're going to. You know, we had such a good defensive record for most part of last year. We're going to see us concede more goals, I think, just naturally. But with the way that the more positive approach, I think we should be scoring or at least creating a hell of a lot more opportunities to score. Um, so I think it's, it's going to be exciting. But I'm pleasantly surprised with how well, you know, touch wood during pre-season, how well they've adapted to the new system. Those gaps, though, at the back, it's been more frequent with a partnership that hasn't been... Kilman and Collins, hasn't it? I know like the game sure, yesterday yeah. against Ferenc, Bolly and Cody were, <clears throat> were absolutely miles apart. Um, so I think that's probably a sensible point to talk about, Cody Finn. Are you surprised that he's almost taken a bit of a backseat in pre-season in terms of the, the, the preferred eleven? Yeah, I can't think. Was there maybe that first behind closed door, like the, the ones they call the practice match, not a friendly, the one where they played a five, but <laughs> Shockingly, didn't see him going to midfield at any point. But no, it's like oh, honestly, Finn, I, can't, I, can't, I can't, can't deal with this narrative. I was only a little one. There's way no, more of this to come. He's, no, uh, he's not. <laughs> my, my, even my dad texts me saying, "You know, he could play in front of a back four. Like, he couldn't do that for us in the championship. They were more in the prem. 
Imagine him being spun. No, thank you. Anyway, right wing back. If we need back. No. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, it's, it's sort of the writing's been on the wall, hasn't it? And I feel like every captain at Wolves goes through that starting and they but like this he's following the Danny Bath, isn't he? Sort of becomes the club captain, even though he's not starting, he's still gonna be amazing to have around. But you see the arguments then if he isn't playing, is his value at his peak now? And if the people are interested, will he wanna go um to Qatar? So there's lots more to just oh, he's gonna be good for the for the squad because I wouldn't blame him if he's not gonna start. He probably would say, Right, I, I wanna be on that plane and um there's an argument that he's only gonna drop in value if we don't play him. But as Dave said, like to the outside world I mean, like, for example, at like FPL, everyone's like, oh, Cody's the nail starter. No one really knows what, what's really going on at Wolves on the inside. And like to kids, he was the only Wolves player to get like a team of the season on FIFA. So it's going to be interesting to see how other people react. Because when people like other fans think about Wolves, it's always kind of Cody, kind of Cody. So it will be interesting. But that Cody, as you say, that um, Kilman-Collins partnership has real promise there. And there's, well, I, I think Kilman, I always think he's younger than he actually is, but there's still a good... Yeah, yeah, ten years in him and Collins at twenty one, younger than me, scary. I don't think I don't think Cody should be written off at all. Though I think he's still got a, a no. big part to play. Um, you say there, he's, he's he's a fantastic ambassador for the club. He's right, and I I hate the cliche, but good to have around the place. But Jord, yeah. it'll be interesting to see how he presents himself. Should he be out the team? Is he gonna Is he gonna be as as chirpy and as uh, as happy as has been before. I mean, I'm no body language expert, but I've seen a couple of times where he's been walking through the tunnel on the videos and he's just he just looks a little bit pissed off. And again, that might be me jumping to conclusions because I've already got a narrative in my head, but it will be interesting to see how he does how he does present himself. Yeah, I, I think he'll be... Um, I think he'll take it really professionally, I do. I think, you know... I've seen the narrative as well, and some like you know, picture can scream a thousand words, can't it? Essentially, and some mm. still walking in the corridor, and he looks like he's a bit down in the dumps. But I think there's a lot of um, there's a lot of people quick to write off Connor Cody um, as a player and stuff. And for me, barring Paul, it's been the best captain we've had in our lifetimes. Um, we're lucky to have him, and lucky to have mm. had him. And you know, I think it's. It's nonsense of us even thinking about selling him, if I'm being completely honest with you. I, I understand if he comes to... I think he's got enough goodwill in the bank to go, look, if someone comes in to him and he's like, they've told him he's going to start the seat, like start regular starter, he wants to get on that plane to Qatar, I think we'll be hard-pressed to not let him do that. But, I mean, what's he what's he worth? And what teams out there are looking to play a back three that are, aren't already sort of thing? So... It'll be interesting to see what does happen with him. I wouldn't be surprised if he does leave before the end of the window. But for me, I'd still want the best part of 20 million plus to even think about it. I think, I mean, the easiest link to make is to Everton, isn't it? Back with, with Farewell. And uh, is it Gareth Prosser, Dave, who's at Everton now? Who was at yeah, Wolves? Gareth Prosser, head of, head of youth development or head of the academy or something. Similar role to what he had at Wolves, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't know about you, Dave, but I certainly wouldn't be writing Cody off. He, he'll, I think he'll see it as a, a as a challenge, and he might, he might even start against Leeds. We don't know, but all the indicators show that he's not going to be. Yeah, and I, I think the one thing was that obviously we we've not really seen Cody enough in a back four to to judge him, but I don't think he's he's not set the world alight in the those games and those cameos that he's had. Four against Ferenc, him and Bolly in particular were both quite shaky, albeit they didn't have two natural fullbacks next to each other as well. Um, 
So, yeah, I think uh, it'll get game time still. I think you've got your cup games to look at. You've got a huge amount of fixtures before the World Cup kicks off. But in the back of his mind, I don't know, you know, he's had his time at England in the limelight, but this close to a World Cup, you're going to want to be playing football. But that obviously uh, gives Kilman a big opportunity now. I think a player that's proved that he can play in a back five will have the opportunity to prove he can play in a back four, left-footed as well. You know, he's got a huge chance to, to make the England squad, in my opinion. Yeah, and, you know, we, with Cody out the side, you, you're losing that massive organiser, that massive voice. But I think they see that in Collins. From from interviews, he seems quite unassuming, quite quiet. But as we've seen Dave out there, he's constantly on, he's constantly talking, he's constantly organising. And I think that they, they may see that in him. I think you've got a couple of players there. Though. I think I know Kilman comes across as this sh- sort of shy character, but I think he's somebody that reads the game quite well. You've got Martino and Neves, who Martino obviously a lot more experienced, but Neves still isn't afraid to talk as well. So I think across the pitch, you've got a lot of passionate uh, players that can read the game well. Joe Cesar is a good communicator as well. So although Cody is a big loss on the pitch, I think that's why someone like Collins has come in. I think I think you've still got it um, across the field. Yeah, like I said, I don't want to be writing Connor Cody. I've seen I see a lot of a lot of stick on Twitter about him. Uh and, and I think it, I think it's unjust. I think last season was probably his best season in the wall shirt, personally. I thought I thought it was probably the, the yeah. peak of the oh, I know Kilman had a good season, but petered off towards the end. But in most most of the season, I thought I thought Cody was really good. So it is a shame, but to to evolve and so, you know, we had that was it Wolves Wolves 2.0 that Tim Spears dubbed it. <laughs> to get to to get to that, you know, there's, there, there are going to be casualties, which is a shame. But we'll see see how he develops. But Finn, have you been impressed with the the front four, the, the front three? Um, you know, he's been switching yeah. between a four three three and a four two three one. What what's your thoughts been on that? Yeah, when it was the I think was it the um, Alaves game where they started with the oh well our only three midfielders. Um, and I was disappointed that he didn't start with that um, that, that front four. Um, and then we saw it the second half. And yeah, absolutely love the the the, uh, the first signs of it. It's a shame that we only got to see a little bit of it. I won't be seeing that into the season as well, because I'm quite scared if we ever have to do this sort of false nine thing. I don't think it's ever worked for Wolves. Um, but when we have had an actual fit striker um, and fit midfielders uh, like Bruno would want, it's looked brilliant. So as long as we can get a few bodies in, I'm, I'm really, really confident with that one. As Dave said, and as we said, that we are going to concede a few more goals with the higher line and, and less bodies there. But yeah, for what we're sacrificing, I think that Gibbs White, Neto, Pedence, they can all sort of play each of those three positions. It's going to be it's going to be fun to watch. I think we're going to be winning four three instead of the the one nils. Yeah, it's interesting you say about that false nine. Looking at how we've played so far this season, obviously. Jimenez has been the focal point, but when it hasn't been Jimenez, that front three, four has been really fluid, hasn't it? Jordan's almost not been in mm. any set, set positions, almost uh, similar to how we played in the championship, really, with Cavaliero, Costa and Jota. Real fluidity, and it, and it, and it worked. Yeah, it's great. It's, yeah. it's what you need, is it? You know, it's it's good. It's I think with modern football, you don't need to be that rigid. And, you know, actually, we have been... Quite pragmatic and rigid for a few years, and that five, three, four, three, three, five, two, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it's just good to see that players are moving around and stuff. I think that you know, there's a there's a few people on a 
on social media like who can't seem to even have a pop at foes and stuff who are like, well, Man City won the league with a, a, a false nine. Like, well, look at the fucking other 25 men in the squad. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's, I think we're not good enough to do that. And, like, and, you know, even then they still had Jesus who he put on the right wing or put through the middle or whatever. It's just, it's just stupid. I think it's good. I'm the same with it. I don't, I don't really want to see a lot of it. Like, I think, for me, it's good to have that that focal point. It's good to have that person linking the play, and I think we've looked best as we have been playing like a, a four-two-three-one, um, and letting them all feed off Raúl or whoever it will be. Come the start of the season, we've got up there. I, I don't necessarily mind the the four-three-three, but what you what you need with that? I mean, it's a it's a fairly common passage of play. You know, six goes into the nine, he drags space in in behind, and the eight runs on. So that eight would be Dendonka, as you know, as, as long as that's happening frequently, you've got you've then got to trust Dave Dendonka to get on the end of something and put the ball in the net. Which oh. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we to be fair, we, we spoke. I think we spoke about it. I can't remember if it was on the last podcast or one of the videos in preseason where Dendonka is actually like his runs are actually quite intelligent. It's just a shame just that no there. disrespect is Dendonka on the end of it. Um, but you know, he, he what was a chance. He had a good chance. I think it was in the first friendly. He created himself a lot of space and forced a corner against Sporting as well. So I don't think he'll get 15 goals like Tom Parker said last year. But <laughs> I think he'll be amongst it a little bit more this year. I think he's allowed to be a little bit more advanced if he really wants to as well. But that that's why if we did bring in another central midfielder, whether that be Mateus Nunez or somebody similar, you know. If, if Donk comes out the team and you replace that position with somebody a little bit more attacking minded, a little bit more of a box to box that's decent in and around the area, you know, it, it's promising really that you're you're able to get a player in those sort of areas. Yeah, that, that's the problem. He gets himself into good areas, but this what happens next? That that chance. I think it was the Alaves game, Dave, where the balls come across the box, which you've you've just spoken about, and like he's just got a tiger touch and hit it, but his first touch, you can't the get touch. it out of his feet. He's like fucking hell. Like if you just get a yeah. decent first touch here, it's it's a tapping, um, yeah. which has been the story of, of his life. And I know that when we interviewed Tim Spears, he said that the club thought he would kick on and be that almost Frank Lampard esque midfielder. I know that's that's a, a big label to put on him, but you know, and then he's not really kicked on as uh, as hoped. But Finn, out of that front three, four, who's impressed you the most? I know Gibbs White's come back from his loan at, from Sheffield United and, and, and looked good. Neto's firing on all cylinders, but who's impressed you? That's tough, yeah. Morgan's impressed me, but hasn't really been the like the goal or the assist on the like in the facts or the stats. So Neto probably in that sense has probably been the most exciting. You've got someone that's a very clinical finisher that we missed a lot of last season. Um it just excites me that they can all play in each position that I just, I don't know. I just don't like, as I said, I don't like, the, I like them having a backboard. So if it is Jimenez or Ben Teke or something, I think it looks a lot better <laughs> with those three when there's someone to just whack it off. I mean, it's very, very desperate, but like the guy we've been linked with is six foot seven in Belgium. I just, I think if they've got someone that they can hit it up to and then them three play, I'm not as keen on the false hand, as I said, but probably out the three, I think, because it's what, and then again, we didn't have Morgan last season, but because we missed Neto, Last season, I think it's been it's been nice to see him again. But with Morgan and Pedence, I'd probably like to see Pedence on the wing and Morgan in the 10 a little bit more than we saw because he was more on the right. I know at Sheffield, even at Sheffield United, he played up front, let alone um, on the right. But I'd like to see him more in the 10. But all three of them, yeah, it's got me excited. It's one of the only things I'm excited for, really. So I hope we keep them all together. Don't flog any of them. 
I mean, you talk about Benteke there and Onyachu. I think that the press have cottoned on that we want a, a big centre forward and they've just yeah. looked at top leagues in Europe, filtered six foot five. Carroll, yeah. Um, <laughs> and which is why today we've been linked with um, Strasbourg forward Ludovic Ajor, who's six foot six. So you've got to take it with a pinch of salt. Yeah, yeah a party <laughs> likes this. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Even like Ben Brereton yeah. Diaz is a big boy as well. Like, all of them that we've been linked today. Yeah. yeah. I'd, 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 I'd like Diaz. George, who's who, who's impressed you the most out of every position pre-season? Um, I think Aitnery. I, yes. I think that's quite an easy answer because there's been a lot of loving for him on the socials, but my God, what a player that guy is. I think he looks fitter. He looks bigger. He, he just looks better. Um, like, And he's always been a good player, but he just seems to have like gone off You know, pre-season. He just seems to become a bit of a bloke. I always thought he's a little bit lightweight for a yeah. fullback still, and he just yeah he looks he looks the part that really does look the part this time round. Um, and yeah, like I think you know it's fair to say I think all that front three Pedens look good, Gibbs White, Neto. It's nice to see Raul amongst the goals as well uh, before the before the injury. Um, so I'm actually gone from being like really sort of not that optimistic about where we come this season, even without recruitment and reinforcements to actually feel like we'd probably like to say one or two away from actually having a, a really good team again and, and pushing maybe for that seventh spot. But yeah, Nate Nuri for me is, is, has been a Rolls Royce so far. Yeah, I think like the, 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 like you said, this, the first 11 looks excellent. But Dave, I think it does shows in the games where we played like the Ferenc game and, and the Levante game that our squad depth is, is worrying. Yeah. Uh, the French game in particular, you know, yesterday where, of course, we have players missing, like Jimenez is out injured. Um, Adama's not there. I don't understand what... Jordao travelled with the squad to Portugal, but wasn't a part of any of the squads. Um, so I don't know if he's out there to, to sort himself out a move or whatever. Um, but yeah, it was, it was worrying. The fact that our second eleven were bar... So bar the back four and bar Huang, uh, it's it's not fantastic, is it? And even then, the the two players that we played at fullback are natural centre halves. So there are certainly areas that we still got to strengthen. And obviously, the owner was there on Saturday, and you'd hope that he's there to maybe you know, you know, look at that and and hopefully um, put his hand in his pocket and help us out a little bit. But yeah, even even players that I was really hoping would step up, like the likes of Luke Kundal, I think just haven't shown me much this preseason. Um and the fact that we've had to bring in pretty much under 23s, fringe under 23s players, players that were playing a lot of under 18s football last year to play yesterday against Ferenc uh, is a little bit of a worry. Yeah, I mean Guo Guo Guanchang was there in in Portugal. Yes, the rumors were he was there to meet about negotiating a deal for Matthias Nunes, but knowing our luck is probably buying a fucking house in Villamora. Um so <laughs> um that Nunes dog, it, I'm not convinced that there's there's a genuine interest. I can't see us spending forty to fifty million pound on one player without any outgoings, a big outgoing Gibbs White or Neves. Have to be. Yeah, It'd have to be, wouldn't it? Yeah, and every time a player, you know, when you hear, oh, he's not quite sure about joining Wolves. I remember like Zinchenko. <laughs> My head just goes fucking right onto the next one. I don't have some sort of like. Weird rejection thing happened. I mean, I remember even like Bolly. Do you remember when Bolly was going to come in and it was like, oh, he's not sure about joining? I mean, I forgave him when we won the league, but it's like, I don't like as soon as a player's not keen, I don't think it ever really works with maybe Bolly the exception. 
I get that though, but he's he obviously backs himself and he's probably waiting on yeah a a, a better move. And if it doesn't come in, you might, might see later in the in the in the window that there is movement on that. But I just I just can't see it happening for the for the fees banded about. But pre-season in a nutshell, like I said, four wins, two draws, two losses. George, where does that leave us instead for the next season? Are, are you looking forward to, to to the next season? More so now than it was before we we kicked the ball in pre-season. Like I say, I think um, optimism's grown. What we've seen has been good in large parts. Uh, I think it's it's what you define this season as a good season as a Wolves fan, and I think for me, well, actually, no, I'm not going to even say where I think because we're getting into that in a bit, but. It's all about your definition of what you think a good thing is for Wolves. I still think if we come anywhere from 8th to 17th is probably where we're going to end up. We'll get into that in a little bit more detail in a bit. But for me, that is a decent season. It's not the best. But ultimately, with no with, or a lack of investment, I don't understand what Bruno's meant to do more. Like You're looking at teams in and around us, like Newcastle, have spent money, quite good money. They've got Botman in. Then after Madison and Barnes, West Ham have got Samaka in. Like, there's just depth in these teams that we're even competing with that we haven't got. And like I say, 1-11, to 11, we can beat these teams and give any 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 team a go. A really good game in this league. But one injury, Neves go, gets injured for a season or you know someone like that, we could be really up against it. Dave, what does success look like for you for Wolves next season currently with the current squad of players you've got? Um, top half finish for me would be a success, I think, again. Um, if Bruno Lars can do it again with this squad with the amount of money that's or lack of money that's been spent is uh, would be another good achievement. Um, I don't know. There were some qu- some questions. I had discussions about it. I think uh, it might sound very big-headed of me, but I think the squad... Or at least the first eleven is far too good to even be dragged into any sort of relegation battle. But obviously things can change with a couple of suspensions or injuries. Uh, but genuinely, like George said a little bit earlier on, one or two quality additions, and I think it will happen before the end of the window because look, there's, there's still four weeks left. I think it's frustrating that we haven't got them in before the start of the season. But one or two more quality additions in the right area, and we've got a really decent squad. So yeah, t- top half finish for me. I'll be I'll be more than happy with again. I think Dave touches on key additions in, in particular areas. Where would you like to see wall strength from between now and the end of the window? I think in the in the last few years, we've given up on two players for every position. I don't think Wolves have had that in years, so I, we can't go that far with it. But I think knowing where we are and setting the expectations realistically, you need a centre midfielder, because if 4-3-3 three, three is an option, you cannot have three centre midfielders. It's ridiculous. So you've got to get someone in there. And the fact that we're going to start the season without a recognised striker... That's the obvious other one. And when Fabio, when it was all the rumours, remember when we were putting it on Talking Wolves, everyone was like, surely there's someone coming in as soon as he goes. But no, but they're the two main positions. I mean, at fullback, with Semedo injured, if one of those two go in the Leeds game or whatever, I don't know who goes on there. But once you've got Semedo, Aitnori, and then Johnny that can cover either side, probably just about get through. Um, but if I had to get two, it's, it's obviously a centre midfielder and a striker. I just think with... With the centre midfielder, I'm between two in the sort of profile that I'd want because it's sort of the story of the two sporting players that we were linked with. You've got that sort of destroyer that you could put next to Neves, like a, a Palina, or a Nunes that's more of that box-to-box and can move like a lot more mobile. I don't know which one I'd be happier to come in, but one of those two I think could could complement it. Mm. Dave and I spoke to someone about the Pena deal and um, 
they said that Wolves did have the first refusal on him, but they were presented with a chance to sign him because Fulham were interested and they just passed on it. Mm. Um, I think they probably saw it as a if Neves was to leave, which is fair enough because in the role that Neves is playing now, he's a little bit similar. I know he's you know a bit more creative, Neves, but he's playing a little bit deeper. George, do you mm. think it's going to be a lot harder this season to break into that top seven, top eight, Conference League, Europa League with teams around us really strengthening? I know... Villa, who weren't really a competitor last season, they've they've made a, a couple of good signings in Kamara. Do you think? Uh, do you think it's going to be a bit more difficult for Wolves? Hundred percent, yeah. I think it's that thing in this league. If you stand still long enough, you get swallowed up, and we're not going to get swallowed up. I don't think this season, but the pack have caught us up a little bit, and the ones we're in and around us have got better. Ultimately, they've got stronger squads now than they did last season. Um, like I say, Villas have improved. Um, West Ham have got more people in. Um, Newcastle could be anything. I'm not a big fan of Eddie Howe, but I can't really begrudge what he did for them. And I think they're making sensible business. I was hoping they'd go and like, just spunk the cash everywhere, but they actually seem to be doing good business. I think what will be interesting for me is that it's a really unique season and a really unique transfer window with a, a Winter World Cup. And I think there's going to be some players come the end of that window, almost like we said about Cody, who were like, I want to get out, I want to play some games. And you might be able to get some of these bigger profile players from these top six teams that you want to get games in. And I'm not saying we're going to get these guys in, but your people like your Pulisic's, you, you know, people that are on the fringe a little bit might want a bit of game time. And I think that's where the market at the moment sort of just stalled a little bit. I think that maybe Wolves are hoping that we get one or two of these fringe top six players who are looking for game time for the World Cup, even if it's on a six-month deal, because it could do that could really help us out short term, um, and maybe that's how we're trying to do it. Um, I think yeah. we're going to see a busier uh, January window. I do. I think I think it's potentially going to be the opposite. I think players will stay where they are for now, and then after the World Cup, I think they'll they'll look to move. Such as I know we talk about Nunes. He's thinking right. I want to be playing Champions League football. I want to be front and centre. I want to be the main man, and then. You know, I might go to the World Cup with with Portugal, and then after that, you can you know settle for a a, a, a move to Wolves. But it's, it's going to be it's going to be really interesting. It's going to be like a season like no other, isn't it, Dave? Yeah, and I think that's that's one of the the reasons. And I think I always remember Ask Wolves not from this summer, the summer before, where they were asked about transfers. And Jeff she said, although they want to do their business early, it's never that easy. You know, for some reason, the window always works late and. It will probably come towards the last week where there are players at their clubs that have realised they haven't started the first three or four games of the season and, and realised, right, I need a move to see if I can break into a first eleven team. I think with the amount of fixtures between now and the World Cup, there's opportunities for players. I think a central midfielder, a striker for sure, or a striker especially if we signed them before the start of the window, would have had an opportunity. Um, even players like, I know there was... Um, you know, players that are almost a guarantee for the national team, but want to keep their fitness and sharpness up. Um, those sort of players, so there'll they'll be there'll be deals there to be had. But I think similar with Mateus Nunez, you know, he'll be reviewing his options. But if he knows he can get a bumper pay rise coming towards the end of the transfer window, I think we're going to be in a better position to do that. Hopefully, mate. Hopefully, I mean, he's the one that we've always been talking about. It's almost like a Thalisker, isn't it? It's just going to keep going on. Yeah, and on stuck and on the plane. Renato yeah. Sanchez and. Yeah, it's just, I feel like it's going to go on and on. But, of course, with the pre-season 
uh, well, for the season preview podcast, we do uh, we do have predictions. Um, so I'm going to start with you first, Dave. Where are Wolves going to finish this season? Um, I, I, I gave a prediction the other day. I can't remember where I said eighth or ninth, but I'll uh, I'll be a little bit more pessimistic and I'll go ninth place. I think that's a bit safer. Finn, where are Wolves going to finish this season? I've gone twelfth in my. I, thing is, if we sell, like, there's 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 a month to go this window. If Man City go, we want eight Nori and Morgan goes somewhere, then we're getting relegated. Or like, I could be right. We're getting Champions League if we sign two, or if we, I, I don't know. But I've gone somewhere in the middle, and I'm going to go twelfth. But it'll be a more entertaining twelfth than where were we tenth last year? A boring tenth, an entertaining twelfth. I suppose I'll take it. Jordan, twelfth as well. Twelfth. I've gone eleventh. I've gone 11. I think it's going to be a bottom half finish currently, just because of the squad depth. Um, that's my opinion. Dave, which player will have a surprisingly big impact on the team this season? I think you lot could probably guess my answer straight away because I'm sure I say him every year. But um, yeah, Morgan Gibbs White. That's what I've gone with. I think again, <laughs> he had a top preseason last year. Was loaned out. Had a really good year. And in my opinion, he's had another good good preseason now. Um, so, yeah, I, f- I think he's guaranteed minutes. He's guaranteed game time. Bruno obviously needs to show him that he's he's part of this first team. Um, and, yeah, I think he'll have a, a really good year. Finn? A big negative impact when he moves to City will be 8 Nori. Uh, but <laughs> no, for, a, for a positive, I'd, I think I'd probably go 8 Nori for positive as well. I think even though he's kind of been moved further back, on the pitch, if we're playing the four, I think, especially with the goal for, for Pedence, um against, was it Besiktas? I think having those more creative players on the pitch, he seems to really be enjoying himself. And I know he ha- sort of has a big impact every season. So I don't know whether that counts, but I think, yeah, this is going to be his season. Jord? Um, I'm going for Nathan Collins. Okay, cool. Because March. I do just think, you know, he he's everything that we needed to play into this back four. I think he's come with a... Gone, he's actually gone under the radar a little bit in terms of the actual Premier League transfer window because I don't think a lot of people still know a lot about him. But I think he, what I've seen of him at Burnley and what I've seen of him in pre-season, barring that penalty he gave away the other day, um, I think he's just going to... I think him and Kilman could be, you know, a real strong Premier League partnership that people talk about for years to come. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see how he goes this season. A big credit to you, George. You were one of the first ones who called it out on the Talking Wolves podcast that you think Wolves should sign Nathan Collins. So, it's uh, if you shit, it's your fault. Yeah, I'll take it on the chin, mate. Don't worry. Dave, what's your hot take for this season? Max Kilman to be in the England squad for the World Cup. <laughs> that was the same for Gibbs White last season, weren't yeah. it? <laughs> be it's in England squad. Yeah, there you go. Finn? I don't know, you know. I just came up, you know, I said before, I haven't got one. I just came up with one in my head that sounds cool. But then I remembered, <laughs> I'll go with it, but it's not going to happen. Um, I was going to say Neto will be the highest scoring number seven in the league. And then I remembered Hyungmin Son exists. So I was going through the other teams and I was like, oh, I could do that. But I'm going to stick with it anyway. Son's going to have a bad season. That's my hot take. What numbers Ronaldo at United? Yeah, he ain't going to play, is he? No. Seven. But he's seven. Jord, which only had a big brand to remember that. Uh, <laughs> one hot take I've realised I've sort of stumped myself with Nathan Collins, but um, I was going to say um, Aitnery to be named PFA Young Player of the Year. Ooh, I like it. Wow. That Blame. is bold. Ooh, <laughs> uh, 
Mine is Hwangi Chan to score six plus league goals. Bold. How many get last year? Four or five? Yeah, four. Four. Oh, you're, you're so controversial. Oh, man. Hwangi Chan to get one goal contribution all year. <laughs> no, but if 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 you to trap a ball. Yeah. Hwang to have four decent first touches throughout the season. No, you know, I think I think he's gonna be better this season. I do. I think he's gonna be better. Top goal scorer, Dave. Jimenez. <laughs> nice and easy. Finn, I need Bob Rescue. No, in line with my last one, I've got to go Neto, haven't I? Really, I think I think it's going to be Neto. It's going to say if he's a top scorer in number seven in the league, then fucking hell, him and his having a great season. If he's a <laughs> Jord, it's got to be Raul, hasn't it? I think it's just boring, yeah. but yeah, I've gone with Neto as well, Finn. <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> top assister, Dave? I said Trincao last year, so my, any any guess is going to be better this year. <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll go Neto with this one. Finn? I'm going to go... Who takes corners? I'm going to go Morgan with my first instinct. But Connor Ronan. Oh, God, yeah, there we go then. Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be you fair, bang, two in two you, games. It's very rare that you score direct from a corner, though. So, As in, like, a direct header. Mm. So, Jord? Yeah, fair still. Morgan. I'll, go for, I'll go for Pedro Neto, I think. Him or okay. Daniel Pedence. I'm going for little Dan. I'm going for Danny Pedence. Uh, and to round up your predictions, Dave, your three predictions for the league. No, I'll flip it. I think I said a goalkeeper to score last year and it didn't happen. Did it happen? No, no. it didn't happen. Um, Bournemouth to finish rock bottom. Bold. Uh, yeah, bold. I'm going to go bold. <laughs> um, Wolves to finish ahead of Aston Villa again. And... Manchester United to miss out on the top six. You salvaged it there, mate. Bournemouth finishing bottom was a poor shout, but you know the, the last one's a little bit left field. Finn, what are your three predictions for the rest of the league? One, my agenda play this year. You know, last year it was Bruno. This year it's Sterling. So I'm going to say less than seven goals for Sterling. Um, yeah. I can't remember what my other ones were. The other, it was someone to get relegated, wasn't it? So I'll go. I was thinking Brentford, but then I like the signing today of Dam's God. I'll go for uh, who's going to get relegated that shouldn't get relegated. Leeds, Leeds are going. Actually, no, they probably could get relegated, but they're going anyway. Um, and not to see if I had to think about this before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, as you said, three. I was like, ah, I had one, and it was Sterling. Um, so come back to me for a third. Go on, go on, George. George. Uh, so I've gone. I've got Everton to get out. Oh dear, like it. Um, <laughs> I've actually got Sterling to have twenty or more goals and assist contributions in the league this season. Is that twenty goals and assists or twenty no, goals no, no, and like twenty assists? Contributions. Contribute yeah. all contributions. Okay. Raheem Sterling. Um, and my. Other one is for Arsenal to not finish in the top six. Mm. Nice. Think... Wolves related? Oh, no, it's George. for the wider league, mate. It's good to see. Oh, it can be, it can be Wolves. It can be Wolves, but got a good one. Go on in, mate. Go on in. <laughs> Sorry, George. I didn't let you explain. Oh, I, just, I, just no, it's good to say, like, I just think Arsenal. I just love it. Every every preseason, they've obviously had a good preseason. 
they all think they're like the Invincibles again, and they just bottle it and they're just fucking shit. And it, I, I love to see them just by April. I love to see that tie on on the overlap going to Neville. Like, oh, what are you saying, blood? All this sort of crap. Like, blood. Yeah, you know they're just shit. The only time George ever said blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get that in old winter, mate, I tell you. <laughs> Finn, what's your last prediction? Can I have can I have Wolves to finish top of the red card charts? Yeah. To oh, that's that's that, the yeah. In pre-season we look feisty, so I'm having that. Bruno shit ass wolves. So my predictions are and you you ready, Dave? <laughs> Brentford to finish <laughs> top half. <laughs> <sighs> Move on. Yeah. What's your thoughts on Brentford, mate? That that, that prediction is gash. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea to finish outside the top four. Ooh. Nice. Bold. And Bournemouth to get less than 20 points. It's gone one step further than me. Norwich got 22 last season, and I think they're comfortably worse than them. So. However, they'd have to play us twice, so there's, there's at least six. <laughs> there's six, yeah. 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 <laughs> we'll have three by the end of August, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we look back at the predictions last time and they were, they were way off. Um, but let's hope, uh, mm-hmm. let's hope some of those some of those ring true. Leeds United on Saturday, Ellen Road, first game of the season. Dave, how are you feeling about this one? Still a bit of an unknown quantity, aren't they, Leeds, with Jesse March as the, uh, as the manager? Yeah, I mean, we didn't have a good time against them last year. We failed to, failed to beat them. Uh, that game at, at Molyneux was pretty much our, you know, the sticking point for us last season. It all went downhill after that that game when we were 2-0 up and threw it away. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they get on. Obviously, lost two massive players in Rafinha and, and Calvin Phillips. They've, you know, reinvested their money into the squad, which I think Wolves were probably expecting to do, but we've managed to keep hold of our key players, really. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they can do. They've got some new players that will be wanting to show Ellen Road what they can what they can do. Um, I know I think one of their main guys at the new signing is it Sin Sin Cetier or whatever his name is. Yeah. yeah, he's he's out injured for the game, I believe. Um, so yeah, I think I think the game is going to be won and lost through the middle, really, and it's going to be a big test for for us. First real test to see what the back four can do and how we're going to look going forward, but. Yeah, my first trip to Ellen Road, actually. So, looking forward to it. I think I've only ever been once. Um, it's always a tough place to go, though, and Finn. It's going to be mm. it's going to be bouncing on the opening day of the season, isn't it? Yeah, I've only ever been once, and it was last season when they um they literally the, the atmosphere is the best atmosphere I've seen all season. That last twenty minutes, they literally sucked that penalty into the net. It was ridiculous, but um made a few quid as well, a few coins being thrown. Came away with like three quid profit on the ticket. But um but no yeah, it was it was a really good ground to go to. And um um and uh, yeah on the first day I hadn't even considered that it's gonna be rocking. So it's a good test for us. Um like when we were talking about the Betmate teams that will come come to come to in a bit. I didn't know that like Bamford was he just seems to be permanently injured. So you've got players like that coming back that really didn't feature last season. So they're a decent team, as you say, a lot of big losses, but they've gone very American heavy in the market. I'll be interested to see um, what they do with that. Yeah, it's 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 funny you should say about the the the, the game being won in the middle of the pitch, Dave. I, I caught up with um, a, a Leeds fan channel for an opposition preview, which will be live on Talking Walls at Cody UK on Wednesday. And he said he said that Marsh has adopted a really narrow system. He said you'll even see wingers in like narrow positions off the ball. He, he plays exactly through the middle. Um, 
and it, they play a very, very high press. George, do you think that's something that we'll be able to cope with? Um, possibly. I think I've not seen anything of them. I think they won. Did they win six two the other on the weekend? Yeah. Yesterday, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I'm still not necessarily convinced about Marsh and Leeds, and I'm not again like I, that could be anything this year. I think that Phillips and obviously Rafinha. Uh, massive losses for that team. Two of the well, prob- well, by far their two best players, and I've not seen enough of them to of the new players to under- you know to, to say whether they replaced them well or not. Or not enough. I've I know a few Leeds fans um, from be, you know doing this sort of stuff for the last few years and seen on Twitter that they're going a little bit wax lyrical about is it Mark Rocker they got from Bayern Munich? Yeah. I was mobile as Phillips, but his passing range is there and. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting game. Ellen Road's a horrible place, and and you know, realistically, I think if you offered if you offered me a point now, I don't think it's a bad point at all to get out of there and and, and come away with the, with the draw. Must be happy the, to come out alive, if I'm honest. The what the one the one thing I was I was said earlier on as well is that um, if you remember at the start of the year when we played United, Ralph Ranick set set up with a pretty similar style to what Jesse Marsh does with that narrow way, and we absolutely bossed United at Old Trafford. So. I know it's going to be a different tactic for Wolves, but if Bruno Large can sort of, you know, adopt something similar at Ellen Road, we've got every chance of getting a result, I think, on Saturday. I hate to say it, though, but that 3-4-3 might work better for this game. Oh. I think it's going to be 4-3-3 for Wolves, though. So we're going to pack out the midfield a little bit more, aren't we? And I think with the with the, the talented wingers that we've got and even the full-backs bombing forward, if we can pick up those spaces in behind, on out wide, we've got, we've got an all right chance. Yeah, and having spoke to Tom from I'd, I'd rather be Leeds, he said that that Rasmus Christensen um, looks looks a good player. He said he's got the, all the characteristics of a player that is loved at Ellen Road, whatever that means. Um, so, Finn, can I have a score prediction, please, before we go on to bet, mate? Uh, same as last year. I think we'll take the lead and then they'll, they'll get one late on. Um, one all. One all. Jord? I'll go for an entertaining 2-2. Dave, Leeds nil, Wolves one. We love that. And who's who's the goal scorer, Dave? Morgan Gibbs White. <laughs> that is very invested in Morgan. Um, but as the Premier League season returns, of course, we return with Betmate. Um, some of you may have played it last season. Some of you may be looking forward to playing it this season. It's a fantasy fantasy football betting game. You can play with your mates. You can. You know, join your own pots. And this game, we're in a joint pot with one Leeds, which is uh, another Leeds, uh, a Leeds fan channel. We will feature on our preview. I'm, I'm right in saying correct. That. Yeah, correct. Um, so you've got the chance of winning a share of two hundred pounds. It's three pound to enter using pot code OLTW1. So that's one Leeds TW1. However, this season, if you are a new customer. Use code TW5 when you're signing up because then you'll be eligible for £5 in free bets once you've staked a cash bet. Of course, with this, be gamble aware and bet responsibly. But one feature that they've added this season is they're now getting the data source from Opta. So it pretty much updates instantly. And um, having to go on the, the Charity Shield game at the weekend, it worked brilliantly well. Dave, can I get your bet mate team for the weekend and, and talk me through the rationale? Yeah, so this is the winning team for this weekend. <laughs> Also known as don't pick any of these players, you know. <laughs> to me, I did all right towards the end. I checked my bet, bet mate pot, you know, and he, he was he was looking healthy. But um, yeah, I've gone with Jose Sarr in goal. 
Um, mm. I wouldn't be against you if you went with Melier, to be fair, because, you know, what with what we're like going forward sometimes. But I've gone with Siren Goal. The two Wolves fullbacks in Aitnori and Johnny. I think they're going to pick up a lot of space. Going to have the opportunities. Um, I've gone with midfield two of Daniel Pedenz and Morgan Gibbs-White. I think both of those will start. And a front two of Patrick Banford and Pedro Neto. Bloody hell, that's very wolf heavy. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, you've got to you've got to be brave on bet, mate. And that's what I've done. First yeah, game of the season, yeah. Bruno Large we. One thing we'll caveat though this season, the rules have slightly changed. Oh boy. <laughs> so you know previously where your center your attackers would get more points for interceptions yeah. and tackles, it's now flat across the board. So oh. maybe something to maybe something to consider. Which is... picks in the mud then. <laughs> yeah. It, it makes it fairer though, because a lot of teams mm. press from the front, don't you? And like, you, you might yeah. get Mo Salah nicking a well, ball off someone. Well, to be fair, it helped. It helped last year when Chiquinho's class as a forward Chiquinho, and he played wing back yeah. against City. <laughs> masterclass, absolute yeah. masterclass. I think I voice captained him as well. I had forty. He had fourteen points. I think I looked at the other day. Yeah. Bless him. Speedy recovery, Chiquinho. Finn, have you have you picked a team for this week? I have, um, on, and I was very pleased with myself. And then you've told me that. Um, it's pretty similar to Dave's, to be fair. I've got Saar, Aitnori and Kilman, um, Gibbs-White. And then I've been seeing that Jack Harrison's been playing left-back. So I put him in midfield, hoping that he'd get more points for stuff in defence, uh, even though he's down as a midfielder, but never mind. Uh, and then Neto and Bamford up front. But yeah, I've gone Wolves heavy because you have to go heavy one either way and just gamble. So I'll back the boys. But yeah, Bamford and Harrison in there, please. I've gone a little bit of a mix. I'm sat on the fence, splinters in my arse. I've gone Jose Sarr in goal, vice captain Ryan Aitnori, Christensen as the other defender, midfield two of Gibbs White and Jack Harrison, and a front two of Captain Patrick Bamford and Rodrigo. So that's that's my team. That's my team. I, I don't like betting against Wolves, um, but I've just got a feeling it's going to be a really, really tough game. Of course, if you do want to get involved and try and apply your wit against Dave, Finn and I, um, it's £3 to enter with a share of £200 and it's pot code OLTW1. And of course, if you are a new customer, use code TW5 for £5 in free bets. Lads, it's questions time. Uh, thanks for those who sent in questions on, on Twitter. Really do appreciate it. Some, actually, some really good questions this week. Um, I'll start with... Uh, a question that's been asked by various people and is why aren't we considering Andrea Bellotti on a free dive? Well, uh, he's not as good as people think for a start because people are just remembering <laughs> Andrea Bellotti that played against us two or three years ago in the Europa League. Um, well, three, yeah, three years ago. Um, and plus, just because a player is a free agent doesn't mean you pay Jackal to sign him. You've still got to pay mad agent fees, mad signing on fees, a big wage. Um, and Italian tax, in my opinion. So, there is Italian tax. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. I, I get why people are interested in him, but he's not. I don't think he's as good as people are making out. But then there'll be people saying, "Oh, we're desperate for anyone." But like this, like like I said earlier, the you know is in Wolves can wait late, you know, until the right deal comes off. Andre Bellotti, you know, as long as he keeps himself fit, he's got the pick of clubs, and there'll be clubs in three or four weeks that are desperate and will pay an arm and a leg to have him. So. I think he'll stay in Italy. Um, but yeah, I think there's a reason that Wolves aren't going for him as well. He was injured quite a lot last season as well. Yeah. Um, Finn, why aren't Wolves signing Andrea Bellotto? I do see all your points. I send a lot of stuff into our chat, don't we? I fell in love with him when 
when he played us. I just I absolutely loved him. But yeah, it's, uh, you just need to say Italian tax. To be fair, no one's worked, have they? So that's it. Even if he was asking for a pound a week, he's not. Had someone had someone argue me saying I think your points wrong about Italian players. He sent me a list of Italian players. Or did he send me a good one from the last fifteen years? Of course he didn't. So I it think... was like uh, Zola and all that. I was like, mate, he said Balotelli. I was like, okay, that's a fair point. But since then, he was like Graziano picking out players Pella. that played for South. Yeah, yeah, but he's picking out players that were playing like for Southampton. I never even heard of. I was like, yeah. Ballon d'Or, well, Diamante from West Ham. I was like, Rev, what are you on about? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's David David Zappacosta as well, who looks a little bit like Nathan Judah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is it, David um, from Love Island then? David, why aren't Wolves interested in the rooster? Because he's not very good. I think it's just been like, <laughs> like his legs have got a lot of watch to him. Well, Finalissima or whatever they called it. And he was fucking garbage. He can't move. <laughs> There's a reason. There's a reason why no one's gone in for him. Three years ago, I was waxing him about him after that Torino game as well. I thought, this guy is good. Let's get him in, whatever you want. But I watched, yeah, on, I watched him against Argentina by the off chance. I thought, you know what, he's starting. I was watching him and he's like a car horse. Like, he's just not what he was. I just think, like Dave sort of said, someone's going to get desperate, pay a lot of money for him. That's what he's open for because he's not what he was at all. Didn't um, he suffer a crucial ligament injury as well? Like, where yeah, when he was like at the peak of his powers? Yeah, yeah, he's had quite a bad. And again, that's that's a shame for him, but uh, I, like he seemed really concerned. <laughs> no, 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 also just every day we just Twitter and also why aren't we signing Andrea Bellotti? Just watch him, watch some of his performances in the last two years. Actually, I encourage people go on Sky on Sky Go on demand. Watch Argentina Italy from Wembley in the summer. I know it's one game, but he was like Grant Holt. Honest to God, he was. Shit. Not a, not a fan, then. Not a fan. Not anymore. Like I say, three years ago, Samuel, now, no. Absolutely not. I mean, the fees that were being banded around three years ago, I mean, I think PSG were quoted 100 million euros for him. Um, but, yeah, he's not he's not the player he once was. Thanks for clearing that up, Jordan. I wasn't sure what you thought about him. It's on the fence, as usual. Yeah, Ryan's asked an update on Adama's status and who you think will be in the number nine role for game week one versus Leeds. I, I think number nine role will be probably Pedence, won't it? Uh, yeah, Pedence or Gibbs White in that sort of rotation sort of thing. Yeah. The, the Adama one's weird. I mean, he's on holiday again. I don't get it. On a boat, he's yeah. meant to be fit. <sighs> yeah, it's it's a it's a mad situation. Uh, we all thought that we maybe see him over the weekend. Then he was pictured in Wamban Sainsbury's in a Spain shirt with his name on, which was a bit weird in itself. Um, I, I don't know, unless Walls are just sort of letting him do what he wants to do to keep him happy, to try and get him to stay at the club. I don't know. But with a week to the season and you're on a yacht, it, it don't make much sense to me, if I'm honest. What's your thoughts on it, Finn? If he's, if he's fit, surely you should be back, um, back with the squad. I know that he, when he went to Barcelona for the scan... He spent three or four days with his family too. Um, it all seems a bit strange, doesn't it, really? Yeah, and I don't see with a week to go for... I mean, I'm pretty sure all the leagues around the world start at a similar time. Why? Even if you want to leave Wolves, it's not... What are you benefiting from going on holiday now? Surely you want to be fit for any move that does come along. I, d I don't see the logic in it, and I can't really see the logic in Wolves allowing it. I suppose that makes sense if they're trying to butter him up, maybe sign this deal if we let you go on a, a boat yeah. for a few days. I don't know, but... I, I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. It's not beneficial to anyone what he's doing at the moment. I mean, 
it could be something pre-agreed. I don't know, but it just doesn't look right. And it's not like he's hiding, is he? We've seen it on his Instagram story. So it's like in the piece. with a week to go, and then yeah, it doesn't it doesn't look good. But I mean, I'll forgive him. I'll forgive him for anything. I, I say he's fit. That the scan showed that it wasn't any anything serious. His hamstring. But I think he, I think yeah. he's been in training though since. Um, George, what's your what's your take on it? I know footballers have got to enjoy themselves, and and you know, but we we face Leeds on Saturday, and surely he should be if he is still fighting for fitness, he should be doing his rehabilitation work back at Compton. Yeah, I don't know why he's not like permanently in a cryo chamber trying to get fit, and it's just he's, he's just dancing around on a yacht. Like I say, it's just it's mad. It's mad. I, the last podcast, I was like, I, I love him for all his imperfections. When you know, keep him, not worth selling him. Like, but he's just really starting to get on my tits, to be quite honest. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just a bit, it's just annoying, isn't it? And yeah, the audacity to wear your own shirt in Sainsbury's. I, I mean, again, I'm, I'm not one for fashion advice, but for me, that's just a real not a thing you do. You say that, mate, but Dave wore that t shirt out in Benidorm. Do you work for Wars? I'm like, yeah, you're dark. <laughs> no, um, what I was going to say is like, it does sound like we're sort of, you know, shooting for him a little bit, but if he was doing this like four or five weeks ago, then fair enough. But a week before the yeah, season, just, like you've yeah. got to be, you know, do you, give, do you care about your career? Like it's mad. It's, yeah. it's, it's, but what's like, and, and it might be that he's he's got a big layoff and he just needs to rest up and he doesn't need to do any work and he'll come back. But I don't know. It just, it just seems really strange. Like you said, footballers have got to enjoy themselves, the human beings. But yeah. I, it's, it's really really odd. We still don't know whether he's um, whether he's going to be still here in, in a few weeks. But if he's pushing for a move, if I'm if I'm I don't know Everton looking at that thinking, but he's not fit, so he can't come in and mm-hmm. and, and play. So. Very, really, really strange. Um, ben has asked, how many more outgoings can you see happening? Um, do, you, do you think there'll be any under-23 players that are, are loaned out further than the ones that have already gone? Yeah, there'll, there'll be loads. There'll be loads more 23s to go out and learn, I think. Um, Kundal. Kundal will probably go out. Um, possibly see something, someone like Joe Hodge. Christian Marquez will go out on loan. Uh, Matheson, they'll probably get another loan for as well. So yeah, there'll be there'll be plenty of twenty threes that that go out on loan again. First teamers, I think, unless players will come in. I think if Kundal goes out, they'll try their best to get another another body through the door anyway. Um, and I don't mean they'll sanction that deal. In, in, well, they probably will, but I wouldn't sanction that deal until another midfielder comes in anyway. Expect the unexpected. What do you do yeah. to Connor Connor Ronan? Know what happens with him? Um. He's actually been okay, hasn't he, during pre-season? I think, yeah, I'd, I'd probably keep him around. I think he's, you know, yeah, I'd, I'd keep him around. He's a, a decent player to have, I think. Well, I mean, if you look at that three, you got Hodge, Ronan and Kundal. Arguably, Kundal's been not the worst, but hasn't impressed. I mean, Hodge has been good and Ronan, but Kundal's not really yeah. done the business. So, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see what happens with him. I've liked Hodge. Hodge has been all right. And obviously Tim Spears, there was a bit of a joke that he made, you know, in, in the final episode of last season. But um, he's looked sharp. He had, he had a, a difficult season last year with injuries. He's come back, did well in 23s. Um, yeah, I, I would probably, if you said Kundal, Griffiths, um, uh, Joe Hodge, I would probably say Joe Hodge is probably the pick out of those young midfielders. What do you reckon, boys? Finn, do you reckon Ronan should be given a, a chance this season? I can't believe it's I come think... to this, but... No, but when we've been quoted, what was it like 500k? We were asking for like for a, for a, a, an option off the bench. 
to fill one of those roles in midfield. I'm quite happy to keep him there. I mean, he's what 24 now. It's crazy how long he's been been around. But from set pieces, he's looked well. It's, yeah, two assists in two games. In it, he's got great um, great whip on him. So yeah, we need a bench. And if he's, I mean, I'd probably rather sit on the bench in the Premier League than start in Scotland. So works for everyone. Good job. We don't have well, a choice. Blame. Choice. <laughs> I just think we can't, can't, let anyone, can't let anyone else go. We literally can't. No matter how good or bad they are, if they're going to get any minutes or not. We're in no position to sanction any more deals at the moment until we get people through the door. And that's the way it is. You'll, Connor Ronan will probably come off the bench against Leeds and play 20 minutes. And that's something I never thought I'd say three years ago. But we're, we are where we are. What a time to be alive, eh, Wolves fans? Um, James has asked, are you worried about relegation like a genuine worry? I've already I've already made my point on this. I'm not even going to answer it. No. So you think we're going to be in a relegation fight then? No. Finn, what do... <laughs> <laughs> Never in a million years with this are you, are you willing? Are you willing to put a bet on? What are we talking? Like, are, you, are you that confident? Say if I said to you, you you've got to put down £500 that Wolves won't get relegated, would you do it? Yeah, yeah, happy. You would, happily. yeah. Okay, that's on, that's on record. Finn, yeah. I'm not gonna no lie. I did look at the odds. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I did look at the odds. I'm gonna have a look what they are now. But it was five at the time, and it did tempt me. Um, I that's, think it's just when that five to one for everyone who doesn't use decimal. Sorry, yeah, five to one. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. five to Finn one. Finn would only um, put a quid on anyway. Yeah, yeah, I did last year. Each way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but <laughs> wolves are currently. Four to one, they slashed. Um, Dave's arsehole's going, twitching like a rabbit's <laughs> nose. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it's just whenever it's not like, whenever it's like, oh, Forrest are going to sign Morgan, it's like, oh, we're getting relegated. And then it's, oh, no, they're not. And then when we bring in the striker in the midfield, that will be fine. But um, just naturally, yeah, I was just sort of go, oh, we could get relegated, which realistically we're not. But I, I have, it has gone through my mind. I won't, I won't lie. Jordy, are you worried about relegation? I'm a Wolves fan. I just think there's been that much heartbreak over the years. Like, you just expect the unexpected. I, I'd Realistically, no, we shouldn't be going down. But, like, everyone can see, the squad depth's scary. And if mm. Touchwood it doesn't happen, like, if Neves gets a bad injury, like, some, just someone key or pivotal, like, it could really derail us, basically. Um, so, I'm not saying we will. I think there's worse teams in the league quite comfortably. We mentioned a few already on this podcast, but... I'm not as confident as Dave. No. And final question for, for, for Dave and I. Dean's asked, what was our favourite memory or moment of the Benidorm trip? <laughs> oh, boy. Um, fucking hell. That was good, to be fair. Um, <laughs> would you like to say some of them? I don't know. That yeah, good, why not, uh, mate? Why not? Probably not all of them, but yeah. the, to be fair, the burger restaurant is up there, isn't it? Tepu Burger in Benidorm, outstanding. If you if you don't know, get to know Tepu Burger. That and was unbelievable. Nachos. Right, yeah. I, probably, I don't know about. I mean, having to hitchhike our way back from the game was a, a personal low light. Um, I don't know what was worse, so hitchhiking back from the first game, or having or me having to to lie down in a car boot on the way to the second game. <laughs> Dave, we managed to grab a the back of some car. We managed to grab a lift and the guy was like, Sam, he goes, wait, there's too many people in this car. They're like, and he goes, right, you're going to have to lie in the boot. And I was the smallest one there. And yeah, 
You know, uh, obviously, Phil, we talk about be real, mate. Guess mm. when the be real notification went out? Literally, as I lie down in the boot, I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, luckily, you went in on the way back. But yeah, I'm glad it's like two, like uh, almost a two weeks on. Otherwise, we'd have the authorities knocking on the door. But we were, oh, I, I was levered, sat in the front of that, in the back of that car, though, on the, on the way. Big, to the big up to Neil from the Rose of Crown. Yeah. sorting out, by the way. Big I know up he to listens. Neil. Yeah. yeah. He, um, when we went in on the first time, they put the prices up and he said, I've listened to the fucking podcast and I'm going to sort it out. <laughs> and we went in there and guess what he did? He sorted it out. And I like that. And he also and he gave, gave us a bottle it. of peach snaps. Yeah, a bottle of peach snaps as well. He went, hey, oh, lads, this is for you, boys. Enjoy yourselves. And he we finished that peach. as well, by the way. It, yeah. An hour before the game. That was gone. Yeah, we so, I did yeah, it in about 15 minutes in here between the, the few of us. I mean, it's like 10 of us, so it's not large quantities, but... It was um, it was class. So big up to Neil. I think for for me, it's a, a real strange experience. He's having Gilly Shaw, former Wolves hooligan legend. <laughs> um, you know, he's synonymous with the the Wolverhampton Wanderers. Yam Yam Army. He's been documented with Danny Dyer. Pulled up his car alongside us and asked Dave, me and Dave for a picture. <laughs> we could we couldn't believe it. We thought he'd he'd, he'd hate our stuff. Um, but yeah, that was just was really, really weird. I couldn't quite believe it. Um, I said today, I went, I said, I can't, it's pulling up. I went, it's Giddy Shaw. And then he called us over and had a picture. It's just mental. But you two have the telly, yeah? Yeah, we're like, yeah, yeah. off the telly. Like, kind of. Um, but man, it's just what a trip. And it's so good to like, meet people out there as well, who people who listen to the pod and stuff and other. other Wolves fans, it, it was class. I'd encourage the club to do more of those next next season, even pre-season in Spain again. I know I know Finn wants to go to America, but it was how accessible it was for us all, apart from getting yeah. getting back from the fucking ground. No, it was it, it was brilliant. So um fair play and big up to the Rosen Crown and Neil. Neil there. So lads, that's all we've got time for today. Um chewed the fat for over an hour. I was only trying to keep it to 40 minutes. We're gonna try and keep the podcasts. A bit more regular this season. Um, something that we, we we spoke about during the summer, and you guys seem to love it. So hopefully, going to be bringing them weekly. Going to hopefully get back on the transfer podcast as well. We did start it with the uh, the thought that we'll do this every week, but since we've done it, there's been absolutely nothing out there. But today has <laughs> been quite a few, so I'm sure Dave and I, maybe Jordan Finn, will jump on again this week to go through those in a bit more depth. But been an absolute pleasure, gents. It's wonderful to see you all again. Dave, where can people find you, should they wish? So, yes, yeah, Dave has a party on Twitter or Instagram. So, yeah, drop me a follow. Private or public at the minute, Instagram. Pri- private at the minute, but things change. <laughs> things change. <laughs> this geezer. I want to know who he's hiding from. <laughs> Got a lot of skeletons in, in his closet. Finn, where can people find you? Uh, Ellen Road on Saturday. Lots of pound coins. Um for the trolley or whatever. Um but no, uh Finn is on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, F I N E double R Z. the vlogs back this year. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to it. Um Leeds should be an interesting one. So yeah, starting up again this weekend. I have my two month siesta holiday, so back again. George, where can people find you should they wish not Ellen Road because you're climbing Snowden? Yeah, so yeah, I'll be up bloody Snowden. I thought basically nice. a few months ago, pissed up, we all agreed when we were in Portugal on a golf trip, we're cracking to do Snowden. Lo and behold, the Albion fan booked it and booked it for the first week of the Premier League season. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Twitter, George was seven. Um, and yeah, everyone who's going to Leeds, have a good one and hopefully bring back some, well, hopefully bring back three points, let alone one. Dave and I will be there anyway. So if you do spot us, please come and say hello. Um, and that'd Finn. be nice. Obviously. Yeah, and Finn. 
and Finn. Finn, are you, are you, are you driving up? Uh, no train, I think, from Manchester. Oh, are you? Um, That's brave, yeah, mate, well, considering this couldn't stay at the trains. I know, and, Lee, and it's 40 minutes. I've had a look. It's 40-minute walk from the train station. The, uh, <laughs> we'll have to pick him up on the way, mate. <laughs> yeah, if you could, that'd be great. <laughs> now, there's four of us. It's um, Yeah, it's, I'm taking my girlfriend to the first Wolves game, Leeds away. It's Is it? Nice, nice. That'll be interesting. Yeah. She's never coming back. Um, <laughs> might stop me getting beat up, though, if you're with a girl. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I'm M Cooper writes on Twitter and Instagram and Matt Cooper bites on YouTube. We are at talking walls across all socials, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Make sure you log on to talkingwalls.co.uk for all your news and rumors too. We've got more articles coming this week. Um, a lot a load of match day content too. And, and a big Sorry, mate, you're probably saying it, a massive video probably in the next week or so on the channel. We hope well. so, anyway. We hope for, uh, we've got an exclusive planned. Uh, whether it comes through or not, we're keeping very tight-lipped. Um, but if it does happen, it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be a very sought-after interview. So hopefully that's... It's not um, a sign-in. It's not a sign-in. It's absolutely not a sign-in. No, it's absolutely not a sign-in. Um, Big news coming soon, then we'll get abuse. So we'll it's like when when Leeds fans tweeted, "Don't go, don't Leeds tweet, don't go to bed yet." Leeds fans, and then they they sold Matt Smith. Um, so <laughs> it's not a signing, but it, it's hopefully going to be a, a a big interview. We've been working on it; it's all day's work in the background. So hopefully um, that happens. But yeah, talking walls across all socials. If you're new, don't forget to subscribe, and of course, like the video. And until next time, take care, and see you all at Leeds. <laughs>